Why, hello everyone. I'm Ashley. Hey, what's good, y'all? I'm Elston. And welcome to our podcast, Speaking, Speaking Our, our language. language. That was good. That was, that was, <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. But yo, Ash, tell them about the podcast. Okay, so we created this generational podcast to focus on uplifting black culture, building community, and honestly, creating a space for young people in their 20s to figure out life together. So with that said, let's just hop into the episode. Okay, let's do it. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode two of the Invest in Yourself, Bet on Yourself series. We got another fire guest for y'all, but before hopping into that, Ash, you want to just like, you know, tell people how your week was, talk to us, let us into your life for a little bit. <laughs> yes, I'll let I'll always let you guys into my world. Um, this week has <laughs> been <laughs> this week has been a really interesting week. There was a lot going on in the world, you know. And with the George Floyd case and all the additional killings that have happened to black men and women and people, brown, the brown community as a whole, you know, and for me, I feel like I just have become numb to it. Like, I, I feel like I kind of distanced myself from like reading or watching a lot of stuff um one because I had like work and different things to do but at the same time I just feel like I knew I didn't have the mental capacity to deal with it so I kind of just became numb and kind of distracted myself and you know that may not be ideal for most people or may not seem like the best way of like not being fully invested or talking about it but I just I couldn't do it I I honestly just I couldn't. And outside of that, I am actually back home in Cali, but like home, home at my parents' house. And like, just when I got here, it just felt like, like I can breathe again, which is nice. Um, But yeah, I guess my week has been okay. I had a really cool opportunity at my job to blend my like love for sketching and interior design with digital and social media. So I'm like, creating like we have a video that we're doing and I like kind of sketched out like the rooms and then I'm gonna like animate them for the video so it was really cool so that's a really cool opportunity for me to blend like all of my loves I'm excited to see that Um, yeah I mean I really don't know what the hell I'm doing but it's coming together you know I I like watched enough YouTube videos to be like okay yeah You know, it's all going to work. But yeah, that's my check-in. How are you, Austin? Hey, I love that for you. Um, I'm good. I guess I'm better now. I wasn't bad before. Okay, what I would say is the week started off well. You know what I'm saying? I was working out, all that. Somewhere along the lines, I feel like the week just got real overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's just a blur. It's just like, okay, great. Today is today. That's all I can really think about. I'm just like focused on getting back on the grind. And when I say grind, I'm not saying like just like working myself out, but like getting back to just like a place where I'm comfortable with like the pace of life. Um, mm. So yeah, I think that's kind of me. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but that all the killings also, okay, what I would say is I've been binge watching Snowfall. So that has been- <laughs> From our last episode. I want season three now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I've really been every day just watching, like I just, I just watch every day. Um, so yeah, that's been great. That's kind of been what's been sustaining me <laughs> through, the, through the week. So yeah, shout out to the snowfall. Oh, 
I'm happy that one, you're turning into a TV junkie like me, (laughs) (laughs) but that you are prioritizing trying to get back into your own rhythm, which is good. Um, So now that you know, actually was the word I had in my mind. So alignment. When are we not in alignment, Elston? Um, But that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, I'm going to introduce one of my dearest friends who has become an incredible vegan influencer who started, you know, just out of a whim for her love for, you know, her journey and has turned her platform into a huge community of vegans and soon to be vegans. So without further ado, please welcome Imani, the owner of Black and Vegan. (laughs) Hi guys. I'm so so excited to be here. Before I came in, I was actually binging Joy's <laughs> Joy's podcast that you guys did about dating and singleness, and um, it was such a fun energy. So I'm just excited to be here and uh, chat with you guys. Oh, thank you so much! So happy to have you. So tell us, how are you doing today, this week, just in general? Well, today, you know, I have my tea, I have my dog, I made my bed. And when I make my bed, I'm in a good headspace because making my Mm -hmm. bed is a precedence for the day for me. Um, I think this week, oh my gosh, and I actually wrote down some things you guys were talking about. Um, um, Elton, you were talking about the pace of life. And I think being in a pandemic, the pace has been so wonky. Like there's, we try to catch our breath and catch our pace. And it seems to always be changing. Um, And then, Ashley, you mentioned numbness. And you explained how this week you just kind of tried to avoid all the the things in the press and the news. And um, I know you mentioned that that's like not a healthy thing to do, but I can completely relate to that. Um, This week has been a week of, we, we call it accountability, and then also a week of deep sadness in the same breath. Uh, with George Floyd and then that 16 year old girl that really that really hit my heart this week um it really just it was it was like victory and then in the same breath like just my heart was ripped out at the same time and it's so hard to work through those emotions so like Ashley (laughs) this week I tried to kind of avoid all of it like I'm like I just need to like I had a headache I'm like I just want to be in bed I just want to relax and it was hard. It was hard because you guys know I'm an influencer. So my whole job is to be online. And when you're online, it's kind of like you're just bombarded with all this information. And you have to choose to stop. You have to choose to choose yourself. And um, I totally agree. Like this week has just, I guess the right word is moody. This week has been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. At yes, the same exactly. Time. Um, but this, like talking to you guys, and I really think Ashley, God sent you to ask me to be on this podcast. I'm not trying to make it that deep, but um, I think having a community just to talk to at the end of the day, at the end of this week and check in and laugh and talk and be free and just converse and like having that fellowship is super important. So I guess this week, good and bad. Let's just say that. And today I'm really good. So I'm really excited. Oh, that was such a good check-in. No, yeah, that was a great check-in. I'm like, now I feel the energy is very transferable. I'm like, oof. I'm about to have a good day just because Imani had a good day. So we appreciate that. (laughs) But we do want to ask you before all this, right? How did you become vegan or what was your journey like? Can you like express that for us? Like tell the people how you came to Oh, yeah. 
you know it's super funny um so my my boyfriend at the time well shoot he's still my boyfriend I'm gonna say at the time <laughs> okay so my boyfriend um <laughs> he was like watch what the health and that for those of you who don't know what, what the health is it's a documentary you can mm. find it on Netflix I'm sure there's a lot of other portals you can watch it on but it's like watch this documentary what the health it's about what they put in our food and I'm telling you guys like I was like no I like to live in ignorance because I don't want to know. I want to continue doing what I want to do. And I remember I was like so against it. And I had finally, he had broken me down. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to watch this documentary. I watched the documentary and I just, my heart just could not take what I was watching, um, seeing what's put into our food, seeing how the animals are treated. And a piece of me does believe in like uh, a transfer of energy. So when I saw how the animals, and I, I'm not trying to shame anyone who still eats meat, but this is just my journey. When I saw, you know, the animals and how they were treated, and then I ate that in return. It just, it didn't feel right for me. And um, especially, it, honestly, my journey started a lot with health. And I'm like, ooh, this is just not good for my body. So I remember in the same breath, as soon as I watched that documentary, I remember I gave my roommates all my meat. I'm like, you guys can have it. I literally starved that night. I didn't. Even... <laughs> and then the next day I went and I started my vegan journey. And that was about, I guess, a year ago, a year ago. That's how it all started for me. <laughs> so wait, just a year ago? It's only been a year. Wow. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it really I actually started. I actually have my page. I had my page anniversary um, in January. <laughs> So it's, I guess it's been like a year and like two, three months or in April. So yeah, it, it hasn't been a long journey for me. I haven't been vegan for years. So I do understand the meat eater perspective completely. So this is this is fairly new for me as well. Wow. Nah, that's that's wild. <laughs> no, Ash, that's have you ever really... seen um, What the Health? No, I I have not. Um, <laughs> and you know... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Imani, I remember when she was first starting on her journey, you know, on this vegan journey. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do some vegan meals. And Imani, first off, she makes the best cookies, by the way. And she like she she would always and I know she would always like go and try to find new restaurants and different things like that. And I always told her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to be vegan. I always revert back to being, you know, a flexitarian. That, that's, dumb. <laughs> that's Dom's word. Dom, Dom, credit to you for flexitarians in our household. Depending on the day, we can eat a vegan meal. We can eat, if my dad mm-hmm. makes some steak, I might eat some steak or some ribs. You know, it's just like, it depends but like I applaud Imani for like staying on this journey and like finding like fulfillment and happiness through it like kudos to you maybe one day I can you know be on the bandwagon join the ranks (laughs) (laughs) but have you watched it Elston okay so what I will say is I did my OB's girlfriend in in undergrad she was like yo we have to watch this um actually Gina Sabrina Sabrina mm. was like, we need to watch what the hell, like what the hell. And I'm like, okay, like I'm sure, like I'm I'm down for it. But I was just like, dang, if we get to change our heart, what are you gonna do? Cause like <laughs> it's not like it's not really sustainable, like having a vegan diet, at least for me in undergrad. Cause mm-hmm. it was like I have limited mm. myself to only a select few of foods. And then sometimes the food, like, you know what I'm saying, isn't really agreeing with my palate. So I was like, dang. But I did try it. I did watch I think a piece of the movie. It was good. It was exactly what Imani said, just like you see the behind the scenes of the food industry right. as a business. 
not just like yeah. as like food, food to you, but like this is really a, a corporation. So understanding all the intertwinings of that makes you really start to think about, hmm, like what am I really eating? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and you know, we kind of talked about this before the podcast, and I know this is a golden nugget here, but I am not a meat shamer. I'm not going to shame people for eating meat. I personally understand it's a part of a culture. It's a lot deeper than just I like to eat it. it it's it's a part of even memories for a lot of people. It's a place of comfort for a lot of people, and that's food is also essential to life. So it becomes a need and a want at the same time. So I hear you when you say, oh my gosh, like I tried it, but like it just wasn't sustainable. I didn't know what to eat. And the things I did eat maybe didn't fill me up. Or, you know, Ashley, like I tried it, but like, you know, my my dad makes these ribs that bring me to a sense of comfort and makes me feel like I'm at home. So I hear, I hear that. And on top of that, (laughs) I understood all of those things, even going into my journey. But the way that my brain operates is very much in black and white. And Mm. I just couldn't like, (sighs) I just couldn't go backwards. And I think that I had more joy cooking things that were creative. Like Ashley, you know, in college and still now, um, she loves to cook. You know, she loves to cook. (laughs) She's always loved to cook. I also, in my undergrad, I love to cook. I love to have people over. I would create big meals and I would have people. We had a wine nights and we would have girls nights. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was the person who I loved cooking for people. That was a piece of love for me. And then the, the love for meat kind of started to disappear. I got, it kind of got bored with the food. I wasn't as excited anymore. And I think veganism also gave me a creative outlet. It made me excited to push the boundaries of, okay, well, this is what I normally eat. How can I veganize that? And I guess that's also like a place of privilege because a lot of people don't might not have the time to do that. But I actually, I had the time to just be creative and have fun. And I think that really did help as well. Thank you for saying that. I think it was really refreshing to hear someone like understand and be open and kind of give people the flexibility and option and without guilt to come to veganism or to not at their own will. So like, yes, this is why we had her on the podcast because she is open and kind and such a sweetie. So thank you for sharing that piece. But I did want to kind of ask a little bit more about, you know, black and vegan and kind of how yeah. that came to be and you know maybe just your thoughts on how it's grown so far over a year oh my gosh so i thought about this question as well and i'm just going to be super candid transparent black and vegan started with me sitting on my couch in my living room i was next to one of my friends at the time and my roommate was in the kitchen and i'm like what if i just start a page about veganism because i was kind of cooking on my stories on like my main page but it didn't seem like the right place for that and I'm like, what if I just call it black and vegan? Because I'm black and I'm vegan. And <laughs> I just created it then and there. And it was very organic. I had no real intention of growing the page in the way that it has. And, you know, that's how you know God has a hand on things far before you do. But I just, it was really created out of just an organic moment, fun. And I just needed a creative outlet. I needed somewhere where I could put my stuff. And I could go on my stories and have fun and like be carefree without, I guess, interrupting my personal page people. So that's how Black and Vegan honestly started. I just love how simple and organic that was. It's like, oh, from the name down to 
the process is like, yo, I have this thing that I want to share with the world and I need a place to put something. And that's usually how a lot of things really start. Just like this need and necessity to want to connect and share with the world. So I'm, I'm actually very happy that you started Black and Vegan. Just to have a place where people who are trying to find their way through their journey, it's always very special and appreciated when someone else shares their journey. So yeah. Thanks. Super, super dope. Wow. Okay. So, you know, you started it from such a like genuine place and God has taken it to new heights. So now with the community that you have built, how are you feeling like having so much influence? You consider yourself a vegan influencer, but like, how does that feel on the back end? Like, do you feel a lot of pressure? Do you feel, Mm. you know, happy? Like, how are you feeling? Oh, you know, that's, that's such a really beautiful and thoughtful question. I think even the word influencer, I feel like has a rep of maybe not as authentic, maybe not as real as like a real human behind this platform. And sometimes it, it can be overwhelming, like just being honest. Because when I started, I, I really genuinely did not think it was going to grow as much as it has. And I'm so, so grateful because the people on my page are so kind. They're nice. Um, we, we support each other and I'm, I'm grateful that I have that community and I can foster that community and help people at the same time. I, I never expected it. So, you know, you kind of get catapulted into this role of, Oh, you, you have brand deals. Now you have an email. Now you have a website now, and you kind of get pushed into the, being this businesswoman that don't get me wrong. I always wanted to be a businesswoman. So I feel like God, like, is that, okay, this is what you go do. But I didn't know that was going to be me. So I, a hundred percent enjoy it with that being said there is some things on the back end that's like can be tiring like we talked about creativity fostering content and always being relevant or always maintaining you know as opposed to this many times a week sometimes that's sustainable and sometimes like I'm also in grad school I'm also a partner I'm a sister I'm a daughter and all those roles come with certain duties I'm, I'm a student, like, I have other things that go on in my own life. And it can be challenging navigating all of these roles at once. So I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. And I love it. But it doesn't mean it doesn't have challenges. No, that's wild. So it's like, it's so funny, because before you're like, you know, I have time, but then you're also like, I do all these things. So how is a time management for you? And also, like, in terms of like the creativity of to find the recipes to then like, place on black and vegan like what is that like it's like is there a trial period where you're like okay i'm gonna try this like a couple times how many times do you actually go about making a recipe or like trying a, a food dish out and then you know putting it on the page like what's the process of that oh yeah well <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'm like god blesses me i'm like look this tastes bomb already let's just you know put the thing out <laughs> <laughs> like this tastes good and I don't know how it tastes good but they're like it tastes good so I'm like okay like you know because I think a lot of times when <laughs> I was blessed when I was a kid to be around a lot of people who cooked so gotcha. I already had the skills of how to cook I think a lot of times people think being vegan is like a lot more complicated than it is you really just create the same dishes you had as a child and you sub in a vegan alternative. And that's what's made it super easy for me is that I already kind of do how to cook. So it's an easy process. And I also, I always do cook along with my story. I try to do that like almost every single day because it's just a source of fun for me. I love doing cook along. And that's also <laughs> a fun way for me to do a trial. And a lot of people don't know that, but I do trials and my cook alongs 
to see like if my audience is like, oh my gosh, like, that looks so good. Can you please post that? Like I just want, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got to test the recipe. It tastes good. People love it. Let me go ahead and create that tomorrow and film it. There's a lot of different ways that I test recipes, whether it be like a family recipe that I just gnaw the back of the cuff and I know how to sub or I do like a trial run on my stories or like even on the back end when it came to cookies, I was making cookies like <laughs> ooh, every single day. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, Imani literally had <laughs> cookies. Cookies and cinnamon rolls were her mm. go-to. <laughs> my go-to. I would literally make them every day. I got to a point I was just giving them away to people because I'm like, I have all this bread. And I. And my boyfriend also was like, I can't eat this no more. Like, I got to, you, you're making me kind of fluffy. I'm like, okay, let me start giving this away. Um. So, yeah, I think it just really depends on the recipe. Got it. No, that's really cool. And I... You know, you are really creative when I go on your page. Like, you just did Sloppy Joes. And I was like, I hate Sloppy Joes, but this looks good. You know, maybe I'll, I'll like the vegan version more than the regular version. <laughs> but oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I did want to ask, because I know you talked about, like, how you, you were around a lot of people who cooked growing up. So would yeah, you say, yeah. like, like, currently and back then, like, kind of maybe who are like the top two people or three people that, you know, are constant influences for you when it comes to food <laughs> and cooking? Gosh, I would have to say the number one for me is always going to be uh, my grandmother on my dad's side. She was not a cook. Okay. She wasn't. She was definitely a meatloaf person, um, potatoes <laughs> person. But at the same time, she always fosters that growth in me. Every single Christmas, every single Thanksgiving, me and her would be making the desserts, like whether that be from a box or not. <laughs> or she knew I loved to cook, so what she did, she bought me a cookbook, and she I started to highlight recipes in this cookbook. And I remember when I was a kid, I had this like I whenever I went to her house, she would always buy us ice cream, which is toxic, but she's like she always bought us ice cream, and I created a recipe for a milkshake, and she just hyped that recipe up. She always kept the recipe even though it was like literally scoop ice cream, cup of milk, uh, blend. Um, she, she was just very supportive in my journey of like knowing that I love to cook, which catapulted me to being the cook in my family. Because I was like always the one who wanted to, so I always did, which helped me gain more skills. And then I think the second person is my aunt. My aunt, and I even say my uncle, like growing up, they used to have cooking competitions. And um, they were very competitive. Two Virgos, competitive as hell. They would go in on each other. And, you know, they loved herbs. They loved, like, um, thyme and rosemary. And they loved, like, lamb chops. And they would put all these different ingredients together and put it on a dish. And that also inspired me because I remember my uncle one time taught me how to chop, um, chop garlic, chop onion, and chop herbs. So I think, like, Growing up and like being kind of fostered, and I'm also the oldest. <laughs> so being the <laughs> oldest girl, so, you know, learning how to cook, cooking a lot, and also it being, you know, kind of fostered within me and, and absorbed and loved on. I think those were my big influences growing up. No, I love that. I think also the, this the role of like the family support. I think it was just really cool talking about your grandma and how like she, just like help your confidence, you know, by making sure yeah. to keep your recipes and like 
I think that's such a great point as well that, okay, even though she wasn't, you said a cooking, like, you know what I'm saying? Like by actual job, it's like, but then everything that it takes to actually kind of forge that love in you is there. Just the passion. I-, I think that is what, oh, go ahead. No, 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 yeah. sorry. I just wanted to interject, sorry. Because Elson, since you touched on that again, it just made me want to just side note this, but like family support when you're fulfilling something that like when you're going after something that you're passionate about really makes such the difference, you know, building your confidence, even because like, like you said, your grandma didn't like, didn't love to cook, but you did, but she supported you in the best ways that she knew how, or the ways that were comfortable for her. that 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 is what it is, that. You know, that part. And then it's like, you know, it makes me think about even myself and like me wanting to do interior design or transfer schools or start the podcast. Like my parents, they they haven't done that, you know, but they were always like all the schools can say is no. So just apply or actually just do it. Like we will support you. Like just knowing that you have people you know, that have your back really just allows you to just really go after whatever you want to do. So I just wanted to touch on that for a sec. I feel the exact same way. My parents are very similar. My family's like very similar in terms of like the support. And it's, and it's very, we're all blessed to to have that. And I think as you said, something that was great too. A lot of it sometimes is like not, you don't, you're not going to know everything, but support sometimes yeah. just being there in the best ways you can and showing up the best you can for that person um, regardless of like how much you you know or, or not, just asking small questions, like just buying the the recipe book, just like small little like acts and tokens like that go a long way. Yeah, definitely. I think, and that's why I think it's important just as like friends and people just to support your friends, like just mm-hmm. support them, listen to them. And, and honestly, sometimes like we look at support in such a methodical way, but sometimes support can literally be like listening to an idea, fostering a new idea, you know, listening to you guys have a podcast, listening to your podcast, or, you know, um, I, I remember like in the beginning, I know Ashley, when the beginning of when I moved to Austin, I had sent Ashley over like pieces of my room because I know she loves interior <laughs> decorating. And I'm like, who better than to ask for advice or questions or like anything than Ashley. And I think it's like having someone in, in a small role or a large role, just literally saying you're an expert give me advice instead of being like, oh, she don't know nothing, you know, know, this and that. Like, no, Ashley, you're an expert. I need your advice. (laughs) This is what you love to do. Let let me know. You know what I mean? It it creates like, it builds confidence in you. Like, okay, people are coming to me. Like, let me go ahead and figure this out for you. Like, this is what I love to do. And like, I don't know. I think just support fostering and just community creates such a big difference. Another thing else I would say is, Sometimes the people around you who love you see it for you before you see it for yourself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like you oh, might yeah. think, oh, it's like a small hobby, but someone's like, you know what? No, I see that you really love this. And especially in this world as, you know, resistance against like capitalism and stuff like that. But also the idea like just following what you really love to genuinely do. I think that also comes a lot from the support, like not realizing, oh, this is something I'm really good at. Maybe I can follow this and this will sustain me or this can be something I continue to do rather than having to, you know, just like find ways to support ourselves that don't necessarily always align with our happiness. I think that's also a, a great aspect of having people around you to support you. They can kind of yeah. say, hey, if you really love this, why don't you just go for it? Like, uh, take your time and invest it here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I've had this experience, like, honestly, like my, and you know what? I'm really sounding like I'm in love, and I am. 
But like my <laughs> boyfriend really did tell me like, you know, Imani, like, oh my gosh, you could do this. Like, oh my gosh, you could do that. And he has all these ideas for me before I had them for myself. And I was like, uh, oh, I, I guess I can do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like really supportive. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember um, also I had this mentor because I, I had worked in tech and I had this mentor there and I was telling them like, oh, I always wanted to be Oprah. Like I want to be Oprah. I was going to have my own talk show. I, like I, I just, I always wanted to like as a kid, that was like my kid's aspiration. And I was telling them that. And then they were like, why be Oprah when you could be Imani? And I was mm-hmm. like, let me take a seat. I said, oh my gosh, like you just opened up a whole new realm for me. Like why be Oprah when I could be me? And it's just like the simple things like that, like those nuggets of advice of pure confidence and people believing in you, like really push you. No, I I think that's that's that's, that's honestly so real. People like I I be wanted to. to oh yeah, that too. No, 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 me and Imani, we we both talk about that. Like we both wanted to, you know, make an impact and like you know we loved we both love to talk, you know, and we both have like these really bubbly personalities and stuff like that. And for a long time, you know, that was a common thing for so many people. You know, I want to be like this person. You know, I want to be the next. Le- I want to be LeBron or whatever. Like whatever industry it is like people always want to aspire to be someone else because that's like what they envision for themselves but it's crazy how when you make the decision that while they inspire me I know that I like I'm going to be myself and accept that my journey is not going to be what theirs is and my outcome may not look exactly like theirs that's when Mm -hmm. like God moves you like two steps forward into what, you know, your trajectory looks like. You know, I feel like once I let that concept of wanting to be the next Oprah go, I was able to see like, oh, maybe my role is to, you know, start a podcast or to build a network or whatever, like in a different way, you know, and the same thing for you once Imani, like you let that go you were able to see, you know, I love food. And God was like, okay, now you, now you're seeing your, your Oprah or you like your Imani impact. That's going to be just as big or like, you know, whatever it is. So I think it's like, once you let go of trying to be what you we think is ideal and allows to just tap into what we are called to do, that's when, you know, God takes us to the next level. So just wanted to throw that in there. And then I know Elsa was about to ask a question, but I'm going to, inserted a random question because we were talking about family (laughs) talking about support and i know that your family is very supportive of you but i wanted to ask have you converted anyone in your family to vegan oh yeah (laughs) actually you know what's so funny um well my sister is definitely converted she oh my gosh she'll say like i'm i'm completely converted but i I mean i eat eggs and like that's it like that's all i eat and i'm like you know i'm like it, okay that's okay like you eat eggs but um she's always loved eggs from a young young age but um she is I would say 80 percent there and I'm proud of that and when I was when I went home my dad who is like this I don't know like carnivore like I mean different <laughs> I mean he just he just is different he's different so he loves me he's the kind of person that would just eat a bell pepper straight out and like this you know got kind of guy um and he was like let's go to like this vegan spot in Oakland like that way you know let's try it out I think you would really like it and I'm like since when did we become like a vegan family like I'm loving I'm loving seeing you guys really put in effort and also since I'm the cook when I go home 
we definitely are eating vegan food. <laughs> like we don't have a choice because I'm a cook. So um, <laughs> I definitely have converted my sister, my dad, you know, testing things out. And then, um, yeah, my partner is, well, you know, we work, we, he's vegan, but I got to keep my eye on him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you are funny. You are funny. But now nah, it seems like, you know, everybody's taking risks, you know what I'm saying, at their own pace about how much <laughs> vegan food they're going to consume. But for you, I guess with all the support and just your love for everything, like how has that helped you in being able to take risks with your brand, with like trying new things? And it seems like you're 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 down with risks. Like you you saw one documentary and was like, okay, I'm vegan tomorrow. So like you <laughs> you seem like you go, you know what I'm saying, go be or go home. Like that's what it is with you. So how does that play out in, in your career? Oh, that's that's a really, really, really beautiful question. You know what? I just think that I'm actually at a place of like figuring that out because I am definitely willing to try something once. Like I did a like vegan cookie book and I'm like, okay, maybe that will be my thing. Let me try that. And, and God fostered that and it was successful and I was grateful for that. And now I'm on a journey of like, I, I really, really love baking. Why don't I do an online bakery? Why don't I start selling myself? Because so many people ask me all the time, like, Imani, like, uh, Imani, they really call me black and vegan. But they're like, you know, <laughs> hey, like, you know, I really, your food is so good. When are you going to open somewhere? When am I going to try your food? And I'm like, why don't I start, like, an online bakery? Because I really love that. And I'm actually, no one knows this, but I, I am in the stages of getting that up and running and just, like, testing that out and seeing let's how it go. goes. Yeah. Let's go. Yay. Let's go. Yes. I love exclusives. I'm like, no, I will be ordering like, yo, do it all. Do it all. Like, um, but, you know, with, with risks, you know, responsibility, like there, there is certain things that like, oh, it's just so easy, but it takes, it takes freaking time. And I'm someone I like to just go. So that, <laughs> that definitely taking some time. Um, and I also, it, it makes me think about just like my my career, like outside of this, like outside of Black and Vegan. I, I was in the tech industry and I'm actually in graduate school to be in tech when I graduate. And I'm, I'm really wrestling with, am I going to fully commit to Black and Vegan or am I fully going to, you know, do half and half like I've been doing? And I think that's the biggest struggle for me is like, I think that's the ultimate risk is like, am I going to fully invest in myself or am I going to also have a safety net? And um, I think every single like entrepreneur or someone who wants to go into business with themselves has that conversation with themselves. And this is a conversation that I've been wrestling with. And I guess I have a timeline of like a year because that's when I graduate to figure this question out. So yeah, like when it comes to risk, like I'm totally down to take a risk, maybe an educated risk. I'm totally down to taking an educated risk. When it comes mm-hmm, to a mm-hmm. non-educated risk where I'm just out there and I'm just being me. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. I need God. I need, I need God. Like, let's have a lunch. Let's have a conversation. Like, which way should I go? Let me know so I know that I'm safe. Um, but I think that's, like, normal feelings. I feel like you know, I'm like you as well, like taking these calculated risks. I can do that. You know, if I feel like drawn to this particular area and, you know, I'm prayed about it and it just, it, it requires me to still have a little bit of control over the yeah. risk. Like I take the risk, but I know that like, I'm going to try to handle it with care 
I feel more comfortable than just being out in the wild, hoping that I will. I can't be lost in the desert. I can be lost in like a nearby neighborhood that I don't fully know, but I have a little inkling of mm-hmm. how to get home. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> but, these analogies um, are really great. <laughs> Wow, thank you. Thank no, you. No, it's thank really, you. really great. You said neighborhood. I really connected <laughs> to that. That one. That was a really good one. <laughs> thank you. But I did want to ask, because I know that you worked at Pinterest for a period of time, and that's a very, you know, cool job, a very unique job. And I wanted to ask, like, do you feel like like what did you learn? while being at Pinterest that has helped in some way with black and vegan, if it has helped at all? Well, you know what? Pinterest was, honestly, it's a wonderful place to be for a vegan prior to the pandemic Mm. because they served us lunches every single day. And a part of those lunches, uh, I worked in the San Francisco office and I actually got to eat vegan food for lunch every day. I didn't have to pack my lunch. And honestly, I, I probably should mention that earlier that that, and I sometimes forget to really mention that because it seemed like the pandemic kind of hit almost instantaneously, but that really helped in those first couple of weeks of me trying to be vegan because I had accessible vegan options at my office, which really Mm. helped. So shout out to Pinterest for that because you guys really did help me on that journey. And I became kind of friends with like the cooks and stuff because I was always like asking questions. (laughs) But uh, on top of that, I would say Pinterest like just was such a creative place to be. I mean, it's still a corporation. You still have to do your job, but there were influencers that worked there. There were people who um, created like their own food businesses that worked there. And I think being in an environment that it was okay for me to snap my food during my lunch break and no one looked at me like I was crazy because it was kind of like that kind of environment was very helpful. But, you know, Ashley probably knows me best. I would have done it anyways because that's the kind of person I am. (laughs) Um, Look at me if you want to. That's totally fine with me. (laughs) <laughs> and what what else did Pinterest help me with? I, I think also Pinterest helped me, let's say on the back end, like personally, it, it helped me find out that I need more autonomy in my role. Um, I think when you graduate, you know, you kind of get put in these entry level roles that like, you know, you don't really have that much control over what you do day in, day out. Mm-hmm. And I really think that role like helped push me in areas that I was so incredibly weak at that it almost like exhausted my creative, like I needed a creative outlet to the point that I created a creative outlet at my own job. Do you know what I mean? Where I was having my food, like I needed something that gave me more control and conversation and freedom because the role I was in was so uh, meticulous. It was so organized and I, I literally do my best, but that was just not catering to my skill set. So I think it just really showed me like what I need to feel fulfilled. Like what do Ashley? Are you laughing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were laughing for a second because I thought I no, thought I'm relating. What you? I'm, no, no, no. I'm like agreeing because I, I know exactly what you're saying. But keep going. <laughs> we. Oh, I mean, girl, that's that's, that's why I was like, I, ooh, I mean, she is we, speaking my Ashley truth. And I have been yes, yes, yes. Ashley and I have had um, conversations and, you know, hey, we're blessed. We're grateful for these companies and these roles. But definitely it shows you, it shows you you. Oh, my gosh, really. It shows you you. It shows you who am I? What do I like? When you're forced to do something you don't want to do, it shows you what you want to do. And you, you go for that. 
No, that's lit. I think you said something also that was like really great as well. Just understanding you, like the investment in understanding yourself, like being aware of who you are and how that really is going to play out in whatever kind of career or role that you're looking for. Um, and sometimes it's not that you're going to get fulfillment just in one place. Like you might have to start something else. And I feel like that taking that risk and taking that, that leap or jump to start your own thing to fulfill your need. And sometimes not just looking like what's out there to be like, okay, I need this, but it's like, maybe whatever you're looking for is it's up to you to start it. So I think that is definitely what, you know, this whole series is about. So I guess, you know, you know, just trying to figure some more stuff out. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you want for black and vegan? Like, like, give it to us. Tell us, tell us what your like, what your hopes are. Like, where, where, where can we find you in five years? Um, hopefully, sitting pretty um, in a in a nice home um, with a nice nice ass couch. I was looking at couches earlier this week, you guys, and I said these couches three thousand dollars. I said I need to work harder because I, I need that three thousand dollar couch. With that being said, in five years for Black and Vegan, I, I truly want it to grow. Like I want the influence to grow. I want it to reach more people. I want it to reach, reach people and really change people's lives. I think that's the goal of Black and Vegan is showing that vegan food is not as intimidating as you think. It's totally accessible and it can change people's world. And, and in turn, I hope it changes the environment because, you know, we, we're on, we're on a really, a really bad cycle right now. And I just, I hope and pray that my contribution to the world can help change that. Bigger than that, like I really want Black and Vegan to grow into a, a whole business. I told you guys, like I want my online bakery. I really want that to be a success. And um, I even thought about like expanding more in my blog. I have a website and really cultivating and growing that. And I think Black and Vegan beyond that, maybe a cookbook. Like I'm honestly open to a lot of different things. I'm actually open to what God gives me. And um, I'm open mm. to what God cultivates in me. I, you know, you guys know, 2020 hasn't taught us anything. It's that you plan and God laughs. So I have all these ideas. I have all these plans. But honestly, what God cultivates is what's going to happen. But ultimately, I just want Black and Vegan to change people's lives, to be honest with you. Just like it's really changed my life. That's beautiful. That is really, actually, really beautiful. Like, I'm like, you know what? Let me go. And I'm waiting for, like... I'm waiting for the cookbook. I'm waiting for everything that you're about to do. Like I'm, I'm about to go vegan tomorrow. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, Let's go. I are, just need some recipes. <laughs> please, yo. What what the hell did to you? Like it's you're doing that for me. Like I appreciate that. Well, you know, we talked about this before. You you guys. I mean, I'm gonna say you guys. Like I'm really talking to the audience here, but you guys, we talked about this before. Um, Elson is a Taurus, and we know he's connected to this earth in a lot of different capacities. He's an earth sign. <laughs> So I have full faith in him. Like I have complete faith in him that he can really do this. I appreciate that. Like, no, we when, when you're like talking, I'm thinking like, okay, I can't. Oh, it's not that hard. Like we do a couple of switches here. <laughs> we do this. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we're gonna do that for breakfast. Like you can maybe do a day. Okay, we do one day. How about we do the next day? You know what I'm saying? So I'm really starting to think about it in more practical terms. Like you said, it's not as intimidating, and that's what I thought about. I was like, hmm, do I find it intimidating, and why? Yeah. And getting over that anxiety. And then, you know, just like being able to understand that, I'm like, okay, I think I could do this now. Yeah, honestly, Elson, I think a lot of people have your perspective that it seems so big. It seems like so much, so many things I have to change and it gets overwhelming. Like it really does at, at first. But I think that if you just take a step back and just maybe pace yourself, like 
maybe start with the meatless Monday and get comfortable creating vegan meals. Because honestly, if, if we all just had a meatless Monday, like the entire world had a meatless Monday, it would, it would create a huge impact. So that's why I'm not super keen on drilling in. Like you have to be like vegan. You have to do this and shaming people because I think if we just all take baby steps and people get more comfortable with the idea versus like the complete opposite, it can really create a change. So I, I think you just start with meatless Mondays, test out a recipe, see if you like it. And then if you grow from there, you grow from there. Let's do that. Oh, you know what? I'm going to keep you updated. I'm going to definitely try that. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't be afraid to tag me. I'll be sure to repost you. <laughs> <laughs> Imani, you are amazing. <laughs> And everything, this whole conversation has been very fruitful and it's not over yet, you know, but I just wanted to acknowledge that we are very grateful for you coming on. And with that, you know, we, man, so much, like more than like we had a set of questions and you have like gone above and beyond with your responses. So we are so grateful for that. But with this invest in yourself, bet on yourself series, we have Mm. a speed round that we do. Uh, <laughs> for all of our guests <laughs> so these are going to be a few questions they're random you know and we just want to get your responses oh God. as authentic okay. as they can <laughs> so Elson you want to go first hmm well can I know what these okay. are about or is this is random no <laughs> okay that's the point of the speed round no they're, they're, they're wholesome they're wholesome yeah so yeah, yeah. okay so this is not like yeah. um like what is that seven fingers game where it's like you've done this or this no no <laughs> oh no 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 we wouldn't do you like <laughs> yeah this is a business you podcast like- you guys this is strictly business <laughs> no we got your back we got your back yeah say so first right. Corinthians first or Genesis thing- <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> No, we got you. Okay, so we know a lot about you now, but I guess what's something beyond the business, beyond black and vegan that you wish more people knew about you? Oh gosh. Ooh, Lord. Well, you know I'm in grad school. I, I just I wish people knew that I am a sister and oh gosh. I wish people knew that I'm a real person. And I guess people I wish people knew more about my my personal personal life because I would love to be a testimony for somebody one day. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah. Oh, speed okay. on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay. Next question. If you had to choose a theme song for your life, what would Ooh. it be? Oh, um, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, shoot, choose one. Megan Thee Stallion. Let's just do Body because <laughs> that's just a good ass song. <laughs> okay. Okay. I heard that. We love Megan in my that. house. She's an Aquarius sister like me, so we just really print it. <laughs> got you. Got you. You're cooking, right? Top three ingredients you need to make a meal. Just like, ah, I'm saying chef's kiss. Like you just add it to anything and it's like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. that's going to, that's going to do it. Oh yeah. Garlic, onion, bell peppers. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I'm I'm ready. I love it. Yeah. I I, I love it too. I got that. We got it about my life. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Okay, Last question. What are you currently watching? Oh, math. If anyone wants to message me about Chris, and you know his situationship. I feel free. Um, I also watch something called The Challenge. It's on. It's on MTV. I know a lot of people don't watch it, but if you watch The Challenge, the challenge yes, okay, yes, 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 it's so good. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. um, we can talk about that offline, Elson. Um, but yeah, I also <laughs> I also watch that as well. Oh, and Elson, I also do watch Snowfall. 
and we watched the finale last night. But anyways. No, that's, this is some good TV. Like, I like that. Thanks. Like my taste? Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're going to transition to Voice of the Culture. Power to the people because Ashley left me hanging. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I forgot. No, it's nice to around. <laughs> now you're good. It's time around. We're going to do things a little different sometimes about music. We talk about fashion last episode. But this time, we're going to talk about some astrology. Ooh. Because Imani here loves astrology and he's already chopping it up before. So now we're going to just head, you know what I'm saying? Continue the convo. So I guess I'll start. She said that she knew I was a Taurus. And she, she well, knows how about, how about you? Hey. How about you list out? How about we all list out our like our moons signs, and- our moons and risings? And then, okay, well, okay, you go ahead, go first. Oh, no, 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 you already started. You said you're a tourist. No, 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 Keep no, no, it going. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I am a I'm a Taurus son, I guess, right? And then my moon is in Sag, and then uh, rising. my rising is Libra. Okay. Okay. So mine is my sun is in Cancer, my moon is in Aries, and my rising is in Aquarius. Which is like one of the only key reasons why Asi and I get along is because <laughs> I am an Aquarius sun and a Scorpio moon and then a Cancer rising. So Ashley and I both have Cancer and Aquarius in one of our dominant areas here and I think that's why we really do get along because we have a lot of similarities in the way we do things we do yeah so Mm -hmm. it's really it's it's really funny and cool at the same time so Imani can you give us a little breakdown about you know how our I guess little tripart of this astrology triangle like you know how that all plays together and what that says about us oh yeah yeah characteristics traits yeah yeah I could totally do that so Elston, he's a Taurus, Earth sign, super grounded. And your moon is basically your emotions, how you express yourself. And he has a Sag moon, which means he is a little firecracker for sure. Don't get Elston <laughs> mad because Elston will come for you. But the only thing that saves Elston is his Libra rising, which is an air sign. It's a lot more level-headed and he's able to appear to see both sides of a situation. And the Taurus also kind of brings down that chill factor, which makes him a lot more calm. But don't piss Elson off. Ladies, men, <laughs> don't see Elson in a fight. Men, Elson might just want to see you one good time. I'm crying. No, I can, I can see that. I, can see that. I, try, I, try, I try my best not to get mad. Like I'll definitely be like, you know, I, like I said, Ashley said earlier, I'll, I'll boil over. I summer for a minute. Like, I do like... I will. I tell Ashley all the time, like it's, it throws people off. When I get mad. I don't get mad often. So when I do get mad. It's very awkward because people are like, "I've never seen you mad before." I don't think I, like my best friend's like, "I've never seen you mad." And it's like, yeah, I try not to get mad. I don't know what would happen, but if I'm getting mad, I'll definitely be like steaming. Then I'm like, "Yo, I'll tell a person like you're about to get me tight. Like you're about to get me tight. So I want you to, you know, what I'm saying reconsider whatever you're about to do because it can be it's about to go there, and I don't want to go there. Reconsider so I think, whatever yeah, you're about I, to I, do. I <laughs> I do I do see that. I will also say that the sad moon makes me a little bit unpredictable. So like Taurus is like very routine. So people get like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I like things a certain type of way all the time. But then out of like a random chance, I'm like, you know, actually I wanna do this. And someone's like, why? Like, that, that's not true. And it's like it is, but it is. Like I just like to Yeah, it's like I, I create routines and then every now and again I just break apart from them. I'm like, okay, not really, not today. 
that's that's that makes sense. That makes sense. So, ladies out there, I I think Elson is single. Are you in a situation ship? Are you single? Are you dating? Like, oh no, I'm single. Okay, so all the ladies out there, you're welcome. I just got you all the information you need. Go put it in your co-star. <laughs> you guys are compatible because <laughs> uh, Elson is looking for a lovely lady. And then when it comes to Ashley, <laughs> Ashley has that cancer in that Aries moon and Aquarius rising, but let's just focus on her, her cancer and her Aries. Cancer is a uh, cardinal sign and so is Aries, which means super, super boss. She's the HBIC. Wherever Ashley goes, Ashley is leading. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Ashley is also, having that Aries is also a fire sign within her emotions. So she can spit things out and she's not afraid to express herself, which is really really cool i wish i had that that quality because i actually don't as much as um i would like to so having those two dominant traits in your in your two main portions makes you like i said the hbic and also aquarius so your uniqueness your journey is going to be different than a lot of the people's and you stand out amongst the crowd because you are so unique athlete and and how you carry yourself and the things you decide to do um and I think that even applies in, you know, cancer is the queen of the home. And you see Ashley, you know, loves interior decorating. And she's willing to use that skill in a different way than a lot of other people. Just a little bit about Ashley and what makes her great. And um, Ashley, I, I don't want to put you on the spot either, but are you looking for a man at this time? A single situationship? <laughs> because any men listening, now you know Ashley's, all her chart stuff. So you see if you can, you know, get you a girl like Ashley. Imani, <laughs> a woman. Oh, she's gonna be a very specific cohort now. Like, no, she's like- <laughs> seriously. Yes, no. I am single. I am just, you know, trying to live my best life. Browsing. You know, if, You're browsing? if I am browsing, I mean, if the find right you, man, find you? yeah, he can find me. You know where to find me. Okay. Just leave the games at home, okay? I don't leave know. That. I have a little okay. hard to reach. I'll probably be on planes, going from coast to coast. <laughs> I said, I, I can't reach you, Ashley. I don't know if my T-Mobile <laughs> even hits different countries. Like, I, I literally don't. <laughs> Let's hope Imani, they you. Are... <laughs> you guys are great. You know, this has been this has been great. But Imani, give us a little, like breakdown of your combination as well oh right. okay so i i am an aquarius which <laughs> makes me a little bit of a weirdo but an intellectual weirdo which i'm comfortable <laughs> I'm, I'm totally comfortable on that narrative i'm totally fine being the weird one in the group uh, i have a scorpio moon which means oh i might hold on to things a little longer than i should and i don't express myself like my intimate intimate thoughts like you have to be very close to me to really I know on the on the outside I'm super open, which I am, but there's something really close to my heart that I do, you know, hold on to. And I have a cancer rising, which means I am seemingly a nurturer. And I don't know if that really goes well with me. I hope it does. But um I'm seemingly like a nurturer. Um I'm Aquarius is known to be super unique and maybe more of a loner in that sense, but I do like cultivating relationships and um maybe a more traditional sense of of a role in partnerships or motherhood or things like that so yeah that's that's a little bit like oh and cancer like to be at home and i definitely i know this pandemic has been rough mm-hmm. but i have been loving being at the house i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i love this house no I feel, I, I feel that i feel that and i do see cancer in your right i feel like 
you just have this bright spirit that is, mm. that is very nurturing. Oh, like you good. wanting to make an impact, wanting to start their page, wanting to just change people's lives. I'm like, no, I feel that. Like, mother, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you just have that vibe. But, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really see the Aquarius, but I can see maybe like, because we got on Imani was like, have you ever been traumatized by an Aquarius? And I was like, that's a very interesting <laughs> I question. Need to like, know. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Like, no, I love Aquarius. I feel like they're super intellectual. I think they are definitely unique and have their own. They are loners in their own sense. So, you know, I love Aquarius. Like, they are some of my best friends, best people in my life. But it's, it's funny how signs interact and how, like, different parts of different signs influence and affect people differently. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So true. And you know what's funny is, like, there is a certain sign that is like a constant in your life. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's for anyone else, but for me, like I constantly seem to have Virgos in my life, Virgos and Sagittarius. Mm. Like those are like the top two signs that seem to like gravitate towards me. And I really do think it's like Virgos are, they're both really like, I don't want to say no, all signs are kind of intellectual, but Sagittarius are very adventurous and I love the adventurous <laughs> side. And then Virgos are really intellectual and I really love just chatting with them. And they're so different than me. Like they're so methodical and they really are smart as people. And so I'm, 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 I guess I'm honored to have the Virgo and the Sag kind of surrounding my life. Do you guys have any like constants? I know Elson has a toxicity of the Aquarius. <laughs> you have anybody else? <laughs> I would say maybe Leo's. Oh, okay. Must be that fire in your chart. <laughs> As possibly, possibly, but yeah, I don't know. Aquarius and Leos, um, yeah, and yeah, maybe some Virgos and Cancers, like you know, on the outskirts. But on the outskirts. I would say that, yeah. Our brothers are Aries, and we we get along very well. Uh, my and our brothers are like maybe a month apart. I mean, like 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 closest friends. So yeah, we're 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 definitely like we're I don't know we're like yin and yang. Oh, so, like, I love we, that like, for you. Really, yeah. I love, and I also love Aries. Aries is, see, Ashley has Aries on her chart. I love Aries because they are so (laughs) freaking direct. Sometimes my sister be hurting my feelings. I'm like, ow. They waste no time. They they waste no time. They don't understand why you would even try to, you know what I'm saying, package things up nicely when you could just do it like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why think things through? Let's just say it. Just say it. I'm like, whoa, I'm hurt. I need time to process what has just happened to me. <laughs> um, but Ashley, what about that you? That is very I'm true. So interested. Like, who's who's gravitated towards you? Do you have any gravitators? See, I feel like I have a good blend of people. Like, I feel like I have like a good amount of Sages. I feel like I have several Aquariuses. I have several Pisces. Oh. Several Cancers. Like, I feel like I have a good blend of like. You know, and it's and it's weird too because like my brother's a Gemini and there's a few Gemini's in my oh, life. Yeah, yeah. And I know Gemini's are very they're very complex people, but I feel like I have a way of like I can just navigate different spaces with different people. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that while I am a cancer and you know I can be like very soft, I also am very like dominant and very like direct. So I feel like I can kind of interact with people who have different temperaments. Yeah, so yeah. like I, I don't know. Well, a, I don't that's know. A, that's I, a good... Like I can I can fall into different roles. Like with Imani, like we have a very like you know soft and like very like you know <laughs> kind and sweet like dynamic you know fun and light and airy. But like I can also be in spaces with people who are very like you know direct, even more direct than I am, and be like okay, 
you know, like, I don't know. It's like I can go in a lot of different spaces, I would say. Well, that's like the HBIC. Yeah, the HBIC can go anywhere and dominate <laughs> anywhere. Let's just say that. Um, I can see that. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, because actually you see, well, I don't know if your followers, I don't know if your audience knows this, but I'm sure they do that you move from California to New York. And those are two completely different cultures. I mean, I know the culture in New York is a lot more um, maybe cutthroat than, than California is. And it makes me think like, if you can make it in California and New York, you have a certain type of personality that can dominate in any realm, you know, because it is like that. I mean, shoot, I went to New York one time. I said, I got to go home. <laughs> I got to go back. <laughs> this is too damn bad. I got to go. I got to go back. <laughs> I'm crying. That's funny. That's funny. No, nah. I, I think there's a lot to be said. New York, you know, is it the stereotypes of like them being very, they're very direct there. But the, I, I don't, I, you know, I think I guess it just takes a certain type of person, you know, and then knowing a lot about yourself. That's why I'm like, signs are really important. But then also knowing who you are at the root. You know, and I guess that might have to do with your sign as well. But I think that's what also has been a saving grace being in New York is like, I know who I am. Like, I can be very direct, but I also can be very kind and very nice. And that's not the typical New Yorker. And it's funny because when I meet people, they're like, you're from California, huh? Mm -hmm. Like, they already know because, like, I'm so nice or I'm smiling or, like, laughing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and so many people were like, Ashley, you're going to lose your kindness being in New York. I'm like... No, no, no. I think it's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just for everyone, no matter where you are kind. Mm, y'all are okay. <laughs> I mean, not compared to California. Like, we, yeah. we're, we... California is nice and nice. <laughs> but I remember I heard someone say that was from New York who moved to California. They're like, well, you know what? I, New Yorkers are different because New Yorkers are very honest. If someone doesn't like you, the, you'll know yeah. they don't like you. In California... They might no, not that's like facts. you, that's facts. Yeah. but you won't know they don't like you because California is so okay, nice. Yeah. That I can agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. If, if we don't, you know what I'm saying? If, if I don't like, yeah, we're not going to fake it. But for those we do like, we're super genuine, but we're also not going to be like, oh, yeah, like, I want this person, but like still say around them, it's like, oh, no, like, we'll make it evident. Not like in a mean, like, oh, petty, but it's like, oh, like, we just won't. There'd be no interaction because there's. We don't, we don't rock like that. And a piece of me, I mean, a large part of me respects that because I'm just like, why waste? I, I personally don't like being around people who I don't like being around. And that's just, that's just what it is. Like, I, I like being around people who make fill my cup up. And if you don't fill my cup up, I don't really like being around. I'd rather be by myself. Like, that's an Aquarius loner-ishness. Like, I, I just, mm-hmm. and I can respect that about the New Yorkers. Like, look, if, if you don't like me, that's okay. Um, kind of like what SZA says in her album, like, um, she didn't exactly say that thing her grandma did, but her grandma was like, if you don't like me, you don't have to fool with me, but you don't have to talk about me and treat me mean. <laughs> I'm saying it in her voice too. And you don't right, exactly, treat me mean. Exactly. I just stay out your way. <laughs> exactly. That's that one. And I'm like, that's my, that's nice. that is my line. Cause it's like, we don't have to be mean. We don't have to, but we don't have to, you know, be in each other's faces either. We could just cohesively no, no, move on. Exactly what it is. Like, we both know what it is. Like, let's not act like we don't. So she's like, you know, you do what you do. I do what I do. We're going to just stay. I think also New York is, like, probably a little bit bigger. So, like, in terms of, like, like we talk about cities, it's, like, bigger than Cali. But, like, Bay or, like, LA, I feel like when I was there, like, those places are, are very, like, very small. Mm. So the communities are very interwoven. Mm. And, like, yeah. even though New York, like, it's so funny. New York is, like, so on top of each other in terms of, like, structure-wise. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, spaced out, like, more, like, 
residents, mm-hmm. it's different because I feel like that translates to how to to the like to themselves people are. Because like mm. now I'm thinking about it, like we take the train, we do a lot of things together, but we people are a state to themselves in a way. Yeah. Mm. Like y'all are more spaced out, but y'all will be like, I'm gonna go to this person's house or we're gonna go do all this together. So it's very interesting how like space can also influence like how people interact with and engage with others. There's a whole study about that, about space. And, you know, there's been so long that people of color haven't been entitled to space. And America has been built on space, like owning land, that when you own your space, you want to be in that space. This is mine. This is for me. And it becomes a very selfish mode because we're kind of built on selfishness. And so like thing about New York is that everyone's on top of each other. That it's like, I'm so much around people that this little box, even if this box is, it's my box. And I want you to be away from me. Because <laughs> this is my I space. I and I own yeah. this space. So I don't care if you, two feet next to me, that's your space, that's your space. You know, that makes a lot more, you know, that makes sense. Because it's so built on top of each other. That's Yeah, so dope. yeah, that, that, that does make sense. That does make sense. It I does, actually have anything does. you want to say? I, I want to say... This has been great. And <laughs> I think Yeah, we're getting away off you know, No, 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 no. I think space is so important. I think I I think at the root it's like, you know, experience life. You know, if you take anything, take a risk, travel, try a new hobby. Just, mm. you know, give yourself the space. Eat something that's in your body, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give yourself Earthing. the space to figure out who who you are meant to be and what your your role is supposed to be, you know, outside of the, you know, normal, you know, nine to five or yeah. just, you know, traveling to just L.A. Like whatever it is, I think Imani, like we talked about calculated risks. We talked right, about, you right. know, support. We talked about, you know, just doing something that you love and seeing how that transforms. And I think that you know, even as we talk about space, you know, at the towards the end of this episode, it all ties in, like give yourself the space to, you know, try new things, you know, give yourself the space to take a risk, you know, I'm catching this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all intertwined. And I think that's the root of this conversation. And I think it's been a beautiful conversation. Imani, you've been phenomenal. And we do, while this is still, you know, voice to the culture, power to the people segment, we do want you to plug your black business. Um, and tell people where they can find you, you know, um, maybe oh, a little bit of what you have. Yeah, and what's to come? And you probably cir- you probably circulate on Pinterest too, like you know what I'm saying. Work there now. All your recipes and everything is probably all over the place and everything. So, <laughs> yeah. So honestly, you guys can find me on Instagram under Black and Vegan. That's B O K and Vegan. You can find me um, for business inquiries, blackandvegan at gmail.com for anyone listening. Um, you can also find me on basically any platform. That's Facebook, um, Pinterest, TikTok, under Black and Vegan. But my main source of everything is really Instagram because it's such a fun um, app to use. And then just follow me and we'll catch up there. Like, well, well, I need to give it all to you here. I hope to see you guys soon and talk to you guys. And that way we can we can foster more relationships. So Black and Vegan on Instagram. Love that. And we will definitely be featuring you, um, your black owned business on our Instagram. You know, you have been 
just interwoven into our podcast in different ways as you know a featured black and vegan business uh or not black and vegan a black man you were in our black and love series if you want to get a sneak peek into imani's love life definitely go check out our video on black and love (laughs) but yes this has been great um elson you want to say anything before we wrap imani thank you so much for coming on the podcast you have did an amazing job. We appreciate yeah. your vibe, your energy, all of that. Uh, am I allowed to say something too? Just closing out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really want to thank Ashley and Elson for inviting me here, um, making me feel comfortable, and just making me feel like I can talk about whatever, whenever. You guys are amazing podcasters. If that's like the title. Um, and I just want to close out by saying, like, for anyone who um, I know, I'm vegan, and for anyone who eats meat or anything like that, please know that I'm not shaming you um, and that there is so many tools and vessels that you guys can utilize and have to just create small impacts that create a larger impact. So um, please know that this is really is a safe space. And for any vegan out there that might be offended by that, please know that people are trying their hardest and give people the benefit of the doubt. And when you have an open arm, it's way better than a closed arm. So our closed hands, let me say that. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say beautiful well you guys know the deal come back next week for another episode and check out our instagram to learn more about black and vegan we appreciate y'all we'll talk to you guys soon all right y'all peace